With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Paranormal. I'm one of your hosts, Marie. And I am Nicolina, and we are joined with a very special guest on the podcast today, one of the hosts of the We Watch Wrestling podcasts. We have Vince Averill on the show for you today, everybody. Thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you so much for joining us. So what have you been doing in your quarantine? Oh, man. What's going um, on? You know, uh, stayed pretty well locked down actually have not really gone or done much of anything yeah. uh but uh just recording the podcast and um a couple other projects um uh, for if anyone listening is into hardcore punk i have a new seven inch out uh, from a band that i just did called pilau um on the label yeah I've, I've had a label called capsule records for for a long time but um but generally you know can't can't travel for wrestling shows can't tour manage so just uh, sitting at home and uh, like everyone else for the most part you know yeah yeah definitely i i hear you i remember at the very beginning spending probably the first three months just locked in my home unless yeah. i had to go get yeah. groceries i i did and, that before uh, yeah as well just not a fun time <laughs> for anyone right now but uh yeah i guess canada's in a little bit of a different of a different uh where you are <laughs> maybe you guys didn't spend as much time denying it at the front end and so it's uh yeah improved a little quicker but uh are you you're in toronto or in nearby oh, yes okay. we're we're in hamilton which is quite close I've to toronto been to hamilton many times because nice. uh, i grew up in detroit and then from because of hardcore i would go to shows in um hamilton and there was another guelph maybe some guelph, towns. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder, like, what, like what what venues, era, like when, when. Oh, this would have been like uh, this. I'm an old man. This is this would have been like, um, you know, probably ninety two to ninety eight oh, yeah. or something. You know, there's actually a very um, sort of, um, I, I guess, famous isn't the word, but a band called Chokehold that was from is from Hamilton, yes. which was a big yep. band. Yeah. Yeah, we were in the scene. Yeah, okay. we were very we're into later. Scene. Oh, just after. Yeah, okay. like yeah, two thousand six. Yeah. like 2002 to 2006 okay, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. like i had a lip ring uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah i was long gone by that then, made but... me in the scene uh no, yeah. no awesome. tattoos that's really cool it's always very cool when people know what we're talking about when we say we're from hamilton yeah. so yeah and the, I mean, well the first band i ever did was grade which was a band from not toronto yeah, but husband very near loves them my husband yeah. loves them yeah. loves them yes yeah. that's very, very interesting. Funny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very so funny. I have some history in Canada over there. Cool. Um, <laughs> so obviously, you've been impacted day to day with with 
things, quarantine, but mental health, everything you're feeling like, okay, or are you doing anything specifically to help kind of get yourself in a, you know, I think that, I think one is that, you know, my wife and I were very lucky in that the work that we do has just continued. Sure. And, um, so then outside of that, I think, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a therapy household, but then also, um, physical activity, you know, uh, yeah. seems to be pretty valuable and then just not, uh, reading, um, the internet as much as possible. <laughs> That's my problem. <laughs> media, yeah. you know? Social media, it's Facebook, the, yeah. The, I'm a, I'm post. a doom scroller. I, yeah, I don't, I yeah, do yeah, not yeah. do that. I gotta stop, but. Anyway. It's hard not to. It's hard not to, but it is. It, it can. It can be very beneficial if you're able to somehow, you know, at least do it less or something. You know, maybe. Yeah, I uh, just had this conversation with my mental health professional where I was like, I'm at this crossroad where, like, I really, really want to stay informed. Mm. Like, there's a big thing happening on November third, and like, I really want to stay informed, but I also want to cry every time I hear a certain person's voice who's in charge of your country. Sure. Yeah. It's upsetting. I think, I really think the move is to just, instead of reading like the links that you're fed from your Twitter or Facebook, it's to find a source even outside of, out of, you know, like the guardian or a, a, a new source that's outside of the country. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. That's a good, good advice there actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah it's not going to be awesome. that much less scary but at least we'll you can sort of be, <laughs> be a like, little less biased yeah, yeah yeah just feel like you're at least getting the straight shit maybe as, as straight as it can sure. be but yeah yeah damn. for sure um okay so i guess we can move on to our astrology talk okay. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a little nervous to ask about it because uh-huh. i know that a lot of i don't want to be sexist here in any way but a lot of men including my boyfriend and um others in my you know circle they kind of cast astrology aside and I really couldn't care less uh but they laugh about it but then the minute that I talk about it or talk about my personal you know say my horoscope they're like ears to the to the wall about what and they're like oh yeah that's weird that that's kind of coincidental so what is your take on astrology Um, does does your wife listen like look at astrology at all do you share anything like that no i i think i think that i don't i don't sort of prescribe to it at all but i don't um, Shun it. yeah, I'm not mad about it. And I don't really, you know, if someone else does, or, you know, like there are things, some, you know, Eastern medicines or things that I don't always dig on that I know other people do. And if it, and if they think it helps them, then that's, that's sure. fine. Right. It has nothing to do sure. with me at that point. So, um, yeah, I won't, I won't say that I've never <laughs> scoffed at it, but I don't think that I'm <laughs> in a place now where that's where I'm trying to come from. It's more just like, you know, I'm open to, I'm open to all of it. I, but I don't generally look at it for any guidance, you know? Yeah, for sure. So you're not reading your, your horoscope on a daily or getting your natal chart. read. No, but I will say that if, if it's in front of me, right. If I'm like flipping through or some, for some reason (laughs) it lands in front of me, I I always read it. You know, I'm never like, yeah, I want to at least see what it says, even if it's, you know, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't seek it out. Well, astrology out of the way, do you have any paranormal experiences or anything spooky ever happened to you? Um, well, I'll start by saying that I don't, I don't dig on spooky shit and I don't like to spend a lot of time. Welcome to our podcast. <laughs> I don't, I don't like to think about it too much because it does sort of play on my mind, but the, the, I've had a couple experiences. <laughs> One, um, 
I've, I've seen a UFO before with oh. some people um, when I lived in New York. And um, again, it, was it aliens? I don't know. I do know that it was something I can't explain, which is, you know, up in the sky. Um, it was a pretty, I guess what I've come to find out is a sort of a classic um, sighting, which is it was like three orbs that were in a triangle shape. The orbs were spinning and the shape was spinning, but the whole movement of the thing was so unnatural, uh-huh. you know, that you couldn't uh-huh. help but be like, I mean, everyone that was standing there was like me and three or four other people and everyone just was just going, what the fuck, what the fuck, you know? <laughs> oh um, and then it sort of just either, it either disappeared or shot away. It, it, the, the, it was so strange that I don't think it, I was able to tell for sure. It was just gone, whether it shot away from us or just disappeared. Okay. But um, and then the other thing, a couple of years ago, I was up at an old farmhouse in the sort of upper middle part of Michigan, the lower peninsula. And um, the guy who owned it was there initially with us. He was a buddy of the friend I was with. And he sort of, you know, laid it out for us that, you know, he thought um, something might be going on there. And he was showing us some photos, like old photos of people you know, who had lived there and shit, which is always creepy. And so uh, on like the third or fourth day, my, the guy I was, it was just the owner left and it was just me and this buddy of mine. And he had gone out to deer hunt or something sort of in the afternoon. And so I was upstairs, which, you know, it's like an old farmhouse. So it's like, you know, um, when you go upstairs, the bedroom, it's just like a little square. And then off of it are these like little rooms. And so I was in like just walked into the bathroom and I heard like a moaning. Um, but the strange thing was, it was like, it was a pleasurable moaning, you know, which is kind of strange, right? It was not like a pained, <laughs> like, uh, you know, you didn't, it wasn't, it wasn't like a creepy, like spooky moaning. It was right. like a, it was the, something that you could tolerate. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not going to say it was like, um, you know, sexual or something, but it was definitely like the moaning was not like a, a bad thing. Like happy-ish. I guess. Yeah. And okay. so, so I don't know what, massage. what's the word? Well, just like, I, yeah, yeah, like, like maybe, massage. maybe like, yeah, a, that's a good one. Yeah. A mouthful of spaghetti or something. Right. But yeah. Like, oh, mm, like so I like poke my head back out of, you know, into the like square of the, the upstairs sort of like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> and, and I went back in and I sort of heard it again. And then I just hit the bricks. I just went downstairs and was oh, like, fuck this. God. And, um, was to tell my buddy. <laughs> and so subsequently he had told me one that like the guy who owned it had told him about th- this like bed sitter who would come where you're like on the bed and they come and sit and you oh, feel them yeah, sit on yeah, the bed. Yeah, yeah. And so that had happened. And then um, uh, the owner also had thought that he maybe had taken the spirit with him back to his house down in the lower peninsula because he said that at some point some shit at his house had kind of gone haywire, like flipped some shit off the walls or whatever. And he was sort of convinced that maybe a spirit from the house had gone home with him, which is followed him. Yeah. Which is why I like, you know, because I, I don't know what I believe or don't believe, but I just figure it's best to not even like, Sometimes, like talking about, I, I don't need anybody following me home. You know what I mean? I don't. Yeah, I don't you want, don't want any- to open up that, that to to letting them in. Yeah, for sure. I don't sure. want no no trouble uh, at the crib. What's going on here? Oh. I gotta, uh, just wants here. the attention. 
Yeah. <laughs> My dog was kitty. also doing that so, earlier. This is Elvis, and he is um, oh, causing a little disruption <laughs> Everyone, here. Everyone, apologize. Uh, the cat has yeah. entered I mean, the screen. There's a lot of people who are jealous that we are video chatting with Elvis right he's now. A, yeah. is, yeah. <laughs> he's a very, very famous cat. animal. Yes, yes, yes. He so he's, it seems like he's settled in here for the moment, so we'll let him do his thing. <laughs> oh, um, I love good. it. But um, yeah, so that those are the two experiences that I've had um, that I would denote as being, oh, well, let me, let me actually do one more that I don't know. Ooh, um, one time I was in um, Buffalo, New York, for, mm-hmm. actually for a hardcore show. And so I was like sleeping on someone's floor after. And it was Sounds a thing really, yeah. <laughs> where I like, um, in my dream, a glass was falling. And then when the glass broke, a glass had actually fallen in the kitchen and broken. Okay. No, which is I don't like yeah, that. So that is very spooky. Was, that is very spooky. Is scary. It was strange. It's interesting. That's interesting. That's strange. Because there yes. was no way there it, like it wouldn't have been possible for me to somehow realize that there was a glass the like just no. the way I was, you know, positioned or whatever, you know, but no. Yeah, is, unless you had like some sort of psychic abilities well, that yeah. are unex unexplored. <laughs> and have not uh, returned at any moment. Not since, returned yeah. at all. Yeah, no. <laughs> One and done sure. on that front. Yeah, but wow. Oh, geez. Yeah. This UFO story definitely creeps me out. It's one of my biggest fears is UFOs, like more than ghosts. Yeah. And uh, uh, it just made me think of just something funny. I don't think I've ever told it on the podcast before, actually, when please, I was please. a child. So I was terrified of aliens coming to abduct me to the point where my parents took me to a doctor mm. and they tried to prescribe me medication. Wow. So <laughs> it was great. Um, so one night I was sleeping and I woke up and my dad is in my room staring out of my bedroom window and uh, he was sleepwalking and I obviously oh no. did not know this. And I was, so I whisper, yell, dad, what, what are, are you doing? doing? Mm-hmm. And he was like, don't you see it? There's a UFO right there. And I, when I tell you. Oh, no. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, no. After that, I would wait until the sun started coming up, and then I would yeah. go to bed. There's no dosage for that right there. I'm no, no dosage. Um, I think it was helpful that it happened to me in Brooklyn, New York. Like, had I yes. been, like, out in any kind of rural area, it probably would have been a lot scarier. Instead, it was just like, what sure. the fuck, you know? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Like, and probably in adulthood, right? Right. You definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. And yeah. maybe able to rationalize or <laughs> find some, you know, yeah. logic in the, in the experience. I find it interesting that you saw it with more than just yeah. yourself. Sure. I feel like those things always happen alone. And then you're like, no one's here to back me up. But I also, yeah. I felt good that a friend who I had known, you know, since I was a little kid, when I, when I told him, he was like, you know what, when you said that you saw a UFO, then I knew that that there were ufos or whatever he was like I, right. like you would not have like that's not something that you made would that have yeah, made up or 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 like yeah yeah for so sure you were a very trustworthy friend. right you at really least as, as it pertains to ufos you know make this up for attention right yeah. which i've, <laughs> I've said multiple times UFOs. i like having people who are not or not really open about paranormal stuff and or don't really talk about it or don't really look for it to talk about their experiences because I find them to be the most authentic. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Myself included, never really was into it. And then things happened and I was like, well, fuck. Um, that didn't seem like it was normal at all. Um, my Same with my boyfriend, had him on the show and he's, he still like doesn't think that it, 
that it was that real, they, he No, he thinks it's real, but he doesn't think that paranormal <laughs> events occur outside of that one isolated uh, event. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah. So um, I don't know. Do you want to talk about yeah, wrestling? I, I, wrestling? Yeah. Paranormal wrestling? <laughs> I found some paranormal wrestling stories. Oh, wow. Okay, great. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm excited. It seems like you haven't. Let's check it out. I, I don't I don't think so, but maybe, maybe I'm misremembering. Let's find out. So there's a wrestler, and I'm sure you know who this person is, but he's one of the most popular wrestlers of all time, apparently, and his name is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Mm-hmm. Sure. Okay, so he, so he is considered a living legend to fans all around the world. Although he's dead now, but yeah. <laughs> so, oh, great. So he's a legend so a now. Legend. Just a legend. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> just a legend. Sure. But So this story actually contains two dead legends, then, two wrestlers. Okay. Um, so... He had a paranormal experience and he had said that the experience wasn't only like it, it didn't only have the greatest impact on his life. It also saved the lives of his family members. So I don't know if you know this, but he is Canadian. Yes. Like mm-hmm. He was born in Saskatoon and he didn't have a very good family life. He said that, that his um, family grew up not with not a lot of money and his parents really didn't have a lot of patience for him. Mm-hmm. So when he was 12, he left home and he was living on the streets and that's when he learned how to box and then led into wrestling. And he, it was really an accident that he got into pro wrestling because somebody just didn't show, one of the pros just didn't show up for a wrestling match at the Winnipeg arena. Mm -hmm. So the promoter came up to him and said he'd pay him $25 to wrestle. But if he went, he was going to lose his amateur status because it's a pro event. Right. Yes. But he went anyway. Um, he fought against a guy named Larry the Axe Hennig. Mm-hmm. Do you know who that is? I do, one yeah. Is? Uh-huh. <laughs> awesome. For people who know Mr. Perfect, that's Mr. Perfect's dad. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Okay. <laughs> I don't, but yeah, I'm sure, sure some people will listen to this who do. Um, and to this day, it remained the shortest match in Winnipeg history. Hennig took out Piper in 10 seconds. Mm-hmm. And after the match, the promoter came to talk to Piper. Piper thought he wasn't going to get paid because he did so badly. But the promoter thought he did a great job and he offered him another spot. And so this is how his career started. Yeah. Um, he didn't, again, he didn't have a family and he said that he was desperate for one. So he filled this void with wrestling. Mm-hmm. And then at 22 years old, he met another wrestler who was the same age and his name was Adrian Adonis. Yeah. Yep. They yeah. they became best friends. They considered each other brothers. So both of them obviously become very famous. Uh, even though in the ring they were enemies, in real life they were each other's chosen family. And then in 1984, Piper says that at the time it was called WWF, I believe now it's WWE. WWE. Right, yeah. um, he They used to do a three-week, like a three-week stint of television in Poughkeepsie, New York, and Piper described it as three weeks of hell. He um, had just had a daughter and the pressure of traveling was really getting to him. He wasn't getting along with any of the wrestlers who were there and he was just generally having a really bad time. And one night he has like a major freak out. He's throwing chairs around the arena, not during a wrestling match. (laughs) So like it wasn't part of the show. um, Adrian ended up coming up to him and he's basically like, you know what your problem is, man, you need to buy a house cause you never had a place to call home. And I guarantee you, you're going to buy a house and you're going to settle down and things are going to be great. So within two months, Piper buys a house and he says, Adrian was right. Okay. Round two, name something that's not boring. A laundry. Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, 
Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. So, a little while later, Adrian Adonis was in Newfoundland and he was driving home from an event with three other wrestlers in the vehicle. And the, um, whoever was driving the vehicle had, they think he swerved to avoid a moose, but they're not completely sure. Fucking moose. I know. They went over a ledge, they went down a rocky cliff, and tragically, every single person in the vehicle passed away. Okay. Um, things got really bad for Piper after that. He was on the road all the time. He was away from his family. And now... I promise you here is where the paranormal stuff starts to come in. (laughs) His family had started calling him and telling him that on the nights that he wasn't home, weird things had started happening at the house. So one night his daughter woke up and she said that there was a man staring at her Mm -hmm. and his son would see shadows moving around the room and he would hear things. So his wife was starting to worry and she would call him and tell him what was going on. And it was only happening on nights when he was on the road. Okay. So one night Piper was coming home. Um, he was, he says he's coming from coming home from the airport around 6 PM. He pulls into the driveway and his son is already outside and his son is outside just like shaking with fear. Okay. Um, and all he can get out of his mouth is that he sees a man in the house and that as his dad was pulling into the driveway, he saw the man going past one of the windows. Um, so there's somebody in the house, obviously, is what they come to the conclusion. He sure. like a, probably a burglar or something at that time. Right. Yeah. And Piper says that his son was so scared that he could barely speak. So Piper comes into the house, obviously full of adrenaline. Uh, the only thing on his mind is that he's going to protect his family. Sure. And he can see that the door is cracked open about an inch. So he's like in a rage, running through the house, looking to take care of whoever's in here. Um, and in this house, there was a huge fireplace and two logs had come down in the fireplace and had started a fire. Oh. So his carpet had caught fire. Um, and he's like, oh shit, my house is going to burn down. <laughs> so he doesn't think about this man anymore. He puts the fire out. And right after he's done putting out the fire, he looks up. And there is a man standing there. Mm-hmm. And he said, all of a sudden, it was like a big reveal. It was Adrian Adonis. Okay. Adrian looked at him and he said, hey, Rod, I took care of the house for you. So I don't think he started the fire. I think the fire was happening and he was there to protect the kids and get them out of the house or do yeah. what he had to do to stop this from happening. Um or maybe so he's just took, scaring the shit out of Roddy's family, but he thinks or, he's, or that, just, that. he's just like, I'm you just know, hanging out, just making sure everything's cool. But they're yeah. like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah. Get out of here. For sure. But also <laughs> what's interesting though, is you would think that his family would have known Adrian. Who, who he was. Yeah. So, right? so but maybe, maybe he wasn't revealing himself no, totally, fully yeah. to those people. Yeah. Maybe they didn't know him enough. Or just to, like a shadow person. Cause when yeah. I saw an apparition, I couldn't make out any facial features. Sure. Yeah, like exactly. Shadow okay. of a person. Okay. And I do know that in the interview that he, he was like, honestly, like, if anyone told me the story, I'd be like, yes, this is he was pure like, bullshit. Is bullshit. Yeah. And he's like, I've never believed in this, this stuff my, yeah. in my entire life. And he's like, I have no I idea how to explain this away. Yeah. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 
And he says he stood there for a really long time and he didn't want to leave because he was hoping that his friend would come back, uh, but he never did. <laughs> and really he ended, I know, he ended his interview with saying that there's no doubt in his mind that his brother was there to take care of and watch over the family in the house that he told them to buy while Piper was on the road and was unable to watch over his family himself. Makes sense. And there's my paranormal wrestling story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I liked it. It was good. Yeah. I thought so too. So you've, you've given us your paranormal experiences. Do you have a lot of people I find that we have on here, their families usually share or kind of pass down some, some type of like, um, not, not paranormal experiences, but kind of a, they mold you to either believe or not believe, or they've had experiences within your family. Do you have that in your family at all? Do you like, does your mom really believe or anything like that or your dad or someone else? That well, you know, is- so no, but I think there's like, one thing is my dad who, so my mom and dad are both passed, but my dad, um, was a very like straight shooting, like no bullshit kind of guy. And so he, he was, he thought that he had almost spontaneously combusted one time. And the fact that he was like saying that was like, holy shit. Like kind of like the way my friend was like, well, if you said it, then it, like I, I it tend to believe him whether, whether it was really going to happen sure. or not. The fact that he was like, I think I saw this thing about people who spontaneously combust. And I think that it almost happened to me one time, you know, holy shit. This is something that I greatly fear. Yeah. <laughs> and then the only other thing is, so then my mom passed away when I was young and my sister is like about 11 years older than me. So she was obviously, you know, a bit older when it happened but and I remember her at one point sort of saying that she like thought my mom was at the end of her bed but because she never brought it up again or I've never really heard about it I don't know if that was just like you know a one and done I, you know I don't know what what a dream maybe or yeah, something but yeah. but yeah but the um but the spontaneous combustion thing has stuck with me you know because it was just so <laughs> out of left field for him stick with me as well yeah that almost as crazy as the time that he's looking at the tv and Metallica was on there with their haircut and he was like that's Metallica he's like that doesn't look like Metallica and I'm like what the fuck are you t- how do you know who what what do you yeah I want to know though how do you think you almost spontaneously combust? yeah I kind of want so how was, do you reach that right he was at the doctor um and he was like waiting for the doctor in the room and he said that he just started to get like so insanely hot like beyond oh. any sort of like fever or anything and it just like it just sort of went up and up until it finally like broke and then he obviously was still there and he was like drenched and whatever but that was that was the story yeah yeah he was just like felt like his body was like expanding to a point just like like, getting so hot and and like like, yeah yeah yeah, no for sure that's terrifying and the thought that like i could one day just be sitting there and just go up in flames is so so scary i feel like there's so many episodes of like csi and things it's just like he is spontaneously combusted we don't but that's the thing though it's not like i don't think you have to worry about like suffering while you're on fire because it seems like when that happens you just there's just a spot where you were so i think it's just like boom you know because it's like i'm not saying that you need to look forward to it but but to to, you know to worry about being on fire i don't think you need to worry about i think it's just going to happen and you'll be gone it's definitely probably not the worst way i guess to go like there are worse ways to go absolutely being buried alive is my my absolute worst nightmare yeah yeah yeah. that's no good that's that's no, that's no good. No, that's no good. Yeah, no, that's up there for me yeah. for sure. 
Yeah. You have cats, obviously. Mm-hmm. Have, you, have they ever, you think they've ever like looked at a wall and you're like, what are they looking at? And it's a ghost. Cause I do that all the time. There are. Yeah. <laughs> I there, don't trust cats enough to do that. Oh, I do. There are. There yeah. There are certainly times I think when I've sort of been like, what are you worried about? You know, and, and almost more <laughs> like earthquake. Cause I've seen the videos mm. like where you see cats and then an earthquake hits. So like yes. if they start getting squirrely, sometimes my sure. brain goes to earthquake, but, but I don't yes. think that I've actually seen them behave that way. And then an earthquake happens, you know what I mean? But, but that's right, like right, my, right. usually my main thought. Otherwise I just assume like, you know, they're just being a cat, you know, but yeah, I don't yeah. give them I feel like that's a, that's a more of a common dog thing to, to look at corners of walls well, for no, because I feel like cats do that frequently just and for shits and giggles kind of yeah a spider or whatever or just to fuck with you but like a dog doesn't necessarily just like look at a wall out of nowhere i don't uh, know they're a little lazier when it comes to that i don't know That's i don't know i mean I, d- I definitely i definitely know cats to behave that way but i just don't i think that after a certain point i'm just i just you know i don't give too much thought to like yeah. oh it must be a, a spirit or something i just assume, sure, yeah, yeah. You know, sure. it's a light they're or something then. apparently gatekeepers of souls mm. and spirits right so they're, right. they're supposed to protect your spirit okay and if if you like i mean if is that why it, you have so many cats <laughs> i have two yeah, yeah well, <laughs> well there's three over here so be careful here, oh where, there you many, go two cats and one dog okay. so i've still got three pets but um but i have a friend we you know her but we um have a friend who uh she was trying to astral project and i don't know if you know what that is i don't but she i didn't know until she told me this story but she was trying basically it's like a deep form of meditation until you can get your soul or spirit to leave your body and basically travel around and so she was doing this and she was trying for like a couple hours she said i would never want and to she started it. no she started feeling it leave and she's Oof. like it's working holy shit it is working mm-hmm. and then her cat ran from the other room full speed into her bedroom and landed right on her chest where she felt herself starting to oh. come out and i was like they're gatekeepers of the soul man they didn't want you to go anywhere <laughs> you ain't going anywhere no. i was watching insidious and that's uh, that's how i know what actual projection oh. is because the insidious uh chapters are basically uh, all about this astral projection and mm-hmm. going into like the other world yeah but, this isn't yeah. some kind of mushroom deal right it's just uh no, no i mean <laughs> uh but i i mean my my grandma she would talk about a cat like trying to suck a baby's breath which would be different i suppose that's like interesting that's that's a negative oh. right the is cat's like like it would ne- kill yeah, the baby that is more negative oh yeah, because like i've t- i don't have children but i've told my husband if if there was ever a time where we had children please just remember to keep the nursery door closed because cats will just jump into they'll they want to cuddle they're warm babies are really warm and right. they suffocate them accidentally oh geez. yeah i'm sure that's what it right because my, you know my grandma was born in 1907 so it goes back a little ways and i'm sure there was some explanation right a cat jumped in and landed on a baby sure. or something and it was like oh it, it sucked the breath out of it you know but yes and, and then it just turned into a, a myth yeah. or a legend yeah. or something yeah. 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 yeah 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 totally Thank you so much for your time. Sorry about the technical difficulties at the beginning. No worries. Um, And it was great to talk to you. Before you go, I'm really sorry. I'm I'm sure you're expecting this. I'm a huge fan of your wife. Oh, awesome. Love it. I've gone to every Toronto live show. Oh, very cool. Yes, yes, yes. That's awesome. 
um, just tell her thank you so much for the awesome content because I love it. Did you so, say you, you. Tried to, you got front row or I, you tried to get? Oh, she I almost got picked for a oh, yeah, it's, <laughs> hometown. Oh, she was in the pit. Yeah. Uh, yeah. She wasn't moshing this time. There was but. two of us holding our hands up. I was passed over. Oh, no. <laughs> I'm over it. <laughs> well, you know, hopefully maybe there'll be another one someday, you know, another show. Yeah, uh, yeah. Yes. live shows. And I wanted to say like a heartfelt good luck to everyone over in America on November 3rd. I hope that the sanest person wins. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I agree. I, and I and I hope uh I hope that too. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Take care. Thanks, Ben. Thank awesome. Okay. Bye. If you like this episode of Paranormal, we need your help. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to us on Apple. And if you listen to us on Spotify, go ahead and click the follow button. Even better, you can donate to us on Patreon, where you can access bonus content and members-only merch. To support your favorite spooky duo, go to patreon.com paranormalpod. And for show updates and giveaways, be sure to follow us on Instagram at paranormalpod. And remember, stay, stay spooky! This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar!